you wanna walk in my shoes, you better pay attention. So go head down low, strap your headphones and listen. When you're not making moves, you're out of mind and out of sight. But when you start making noise, you better get your mind right. Get your mind right, 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 get your mind right. What is up, good people, and welcome back to the Bars and Beats Podcast, episode number six. I'm going to keep this intro very short today because we have a great episode. I know I always say that, but I always mean it. What can I say? This this podcast is pretty awesome. So today we're going to be sitting down with my great friend Fit Emmett. He is an incredible coach, uh, personal trainer, bodybuilder who has been in the game for years. He actually used to be my personal trainer and a huge inspiration to me. He has his own podcast, The Transformation Motivation, which we talk about. And I was actually fortunate enough to be able to be a guest on his because he wanted to speak to me about my transformation and getting myself in shape and what led me to get to my point uh, where I am now as a trainer. I also want to let everyone know that um, I guess, surprisingly, I had a co-host with me on this show, because you'll hear my dog at certain points in the background barking, so I want to apologize in advance. So without further ado, please stay tuned. Great information here. You're going to love it. It's so crazy that the sound in this is like... <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's, and it's amazing what all you can do right now, like with the technology and how... Yeah, oh my gosh, I make mean, your voice sound all crazy. Put some, I might put some auto-tune put some, put some on you. Put some T-Pain on it? Yeah, yeah, I might put some, put some T-Pain <laughs> effect on you. Baby, I put on, I put on for my city. Yeah, well, man, appreciate you coming to do this, brother. What's up, man? Yeah, long yeah. time. One one thing that I always love about like friendships and everything is when you have the friends where you don't have to. You may not talk every day, and sometimes months can pass. But then when you get together, it's like you just you just pick right up, Absolutely. like you didn't miss a beat, man. Absolutely, so, I love it, man. Definitely, thank you for sitting down. Um, this is episode six for me, so. Still in the infancy stage, but I've been watching what you've been doing and definitely an inspiration, brother. Like, been, yeah, I mean, been I, killing I, it. I do what I do just to transform the world, you know, and to motivate others. So, yeah, um, you know, as long as I'm doing that, you know, as long as there's breath in my lungs, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, man. So how long have you had your podcast? Uh, I've had my podcast for going on maybe about uh, two years now. Okay. And uh, kind of off and on. I started the format with uh, interviews. Um, so I would uh, dish out... Uh, request from from influencers um you know from all over social media so a lot of success stories that you may see on instagram on facebook twitter whatever uh, platform um i had my assistant basically sent out maybe a hundred hundred requests a week so yeah. the challenge with that is like scheduling um so i had her just kind of go in and, and fill basically fill up my week with uh with, with interviews and and a lot of these big names that you see I wanted to just get inside of the 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 the, the mind frame, the the tactics, the skills, kind of pull out, extract as much as I can from those success stories uh, to provide it to the audience, so that so that they can be fed something. Um, number one, some some good value, uh, but but also just to show people that you know we're all human beings mm-hmm. and we're on the same trajectory. We're um, in, we're all on the same path. We're all seeking the same things and. And even though your challenges, your circumstances, your situation may look different, there are certain similarities and commonalities that we all share through our through our transformative processes. Yeah. So um, I wanted to number one show that because people want to know that they're not on an island. 
They want to know that there's someone out there that looks like them, that, that, that talks like them, that maybe even has a personality like them, that likes some of the things that they like and that are sharing within that same journey that they're on. And that's why, um, you know, stories on Instagram and, and Facebook are so big now. People mm-hmm. want to connect with your story. Um, and they, they want to see what you're doing on a daily basis. Oh, that person likes that. I like that too. You know, they, they want to connect with that. And yeah. so um, that, that's why I wanted to bring it to my podcast. Um, now I'm, I kind of switched the format. I, I did somewhat of a pivot on what I traditionally did uh, for, you know, for, for two years. I'm, I'm doing, you know, two-minute blasts, basically, uh, two-minute value adds for, for, uh, for my world, for my, my, my listeners. And, and basically, I wanted to shrink, the form, shrink it down some. I'm still doing interviews every now and then. I'm still going to add in some interviews with some uh, influencers every now and then, but basically I wanted to bring more content on a daily basis mm-hmm. instead of just that, you know, once a week, one hour deep dive. So I'm doing like two to four minute uh, value adds for, for uh, my, my listeners, my, my followers every single day, Monday through Friday. Um, you know, give it a little break on the weekend, but Monday through Friday, I'm just I'm hitting you over the head with just value uh, content, just something that you can take with you on your transform, transform, transformation, transformative journey, things that I've noticed and nuggets that I can pull out from my clients to help uh, each and every you know person with, with, uh, within their journey. But like I said, still, still pulling on some influencers uh, every now and then. Um, just didn't, didn't want it to be such a big headache to, to schedule. That's, that's, yeah. That was just the biggest challenge, just getting everybody on the same accord to schedule. Yeah, and I'm going to give you a chance to plug, but I just want to go ahead and say this. It's called the Transformation Motivation Podcast. And make sure you check out episode 25 because I had the honor of being a guest on there this week. So, yeah, definitely had a great time doing that, man. I appreciate it. So let's let's talk a little bit about Fit Emmett. You know, like (laughs) ever since I've I've known you, you've always been well put together in shape. Um, Was that always the case? Like when would you say you first got into the, the point of fitness? Uh, so I, 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 it's funny. I first got into the point of fitness. Uh, it seems like I've always been in shape. Just, uh, but it's been a real like, it's been a work. Um, it's that whole ten thousand hour theory. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like you put ten thousand hours into anything, you're gonna do good, do well at it. And that's what, what it basically was from the from the beginning. I, I was probably a teenager, and grew up with uh, Conan the Barbarian. Oh yeah. And uh, it's funny. I saw. It, uh, movie Conan the Barbarian. I'm a little country boy here in South Carolina, and I'm like, man, no one, no one else looks like that around me. Like nobody around me looks like that. So I, you know, got in my backyard after watching a movie, and uh, got my figured out that, that you have to lift weights in order to build muscle. Mm-hmm. You know, I think my talk to my grandfather or something like that. You yeah. got to lift weights to look like that, boy. So I was like, let me figure this thing out. So in my backyard with a with a, a broken broomstick and center blocks. So I guess the, the hunger. It was the hunger yeah. that there. Like, so we can all make excuses, right? I could have made excuses that I'm I'm in a, I'm nowhere near gym because um, the closest gym was like 40, 40 miles away, 40, 50 miles away, and uh, and we didn't have the money to. I don't know that we had the the, the means, the transportation, and all that to to get get me to a gym. So I mean, you you either make do with what you got. Um, I mean, there's so many Instagram stories of people that have just. Taking what they had, you know, you know, God's giving you what you have. So, do what you can with what you got, and that's always the the message that I preach, preach to a lot of people. So, at the time, I had a broomstick and I had center blocks. So, I'm in the backyard at like 15, 14 years old doing, um, doing curls. Wow. Like I'm doing curls. I'm doing 
uh, presses with with the center block, and and I'm I'm breaking broom handles, and I'm getting beatings and whoopings with my grandmother because because I'm messing up all her good. Welcome to the south, ladies. And gentlemen. Welcome to the south. That's how we do it. I'm, I'm breaking all her her good broomsticks and and mop handles and and all this all this good stuff because you know I had a hunger. I, I think when 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 the your hunger is so strong to achieve whatever the human being the the potential for our human will and potential is just so great that you find a way like there's no excuse you just find a way and that's yeah. just how I, that's that's just how I was and and um you know getting to the point where I met you mm-hmm. uh at, at that point I you know from from age probably started at like 13 and uh I was probably in my uh, early 20s maybe like 21 yeah uh, you know, working at Peak Fitness as an intern um, and working with the trainers, training staff there um, as a trainer, you know, I, I just invested a lot of time because I, I wanted, you know, I wanted it bad enough. And uh, I I read a lot of books, invested a lot of time, energy, effort into uh, studying, yeah, honing my craft just early on, just 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 studying, reading. Now, was, it, was it also around that point where you knew you wanted this to be a career for you? Um, I, I think it's it's taken it's evolved. So I think it's it's taken shape and um, it's evolved over the years in my life. As you know, I started out as me transforming my body and just saying, "Okay, well, I'm in the gym now, and there's these trainers that they're helping people do the same things that I've done for myself." And so, you know, I. I jumped in and I started training other people and then I started managing the the trainers uh at at the facility uh where we where we were at in Rock Hill and then I started uh managing other trainers in other gyms so um uh, going through the management circuit and managing other trainers and and actually training other people and seeing their transformation and seeing the ripple effect of of how one person's transformation can affect their their life, their family's life, their work life and I think that provided a spark or inspiration for me to want to do more yeah. and want to uh, help more people. And, uh, you know, I started, uh, after I graduated college, I worked a, a desk job. Um, so I did sales and uh, still was kind of helping people, uh, still training, still working with a few folks. Um, I moved to Charleston from from the Charlotte area and I still was working with some folks in, in, uh, in Charlotte to get them either stage ready or... Um, help them to get lean and stuff, and and so it's still it was still in my heart, you know, and um, and I think it it after after getting like laid off and stuff, and 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 really figure trying to figure life out, mm-hmm. um, after you get laid off, it, it's like you know one door closes, another door opens up. Yeah, you know, after that door closed, I managed a vitamin shop, so I got to still interact with my craft and. Mm-hmm. And uh, learn about the supplement world, and, and it, it it evolved, because of course with with working out and you transforming your body, the supplementation aspect is super important as yeah. well, right? So got into supplements and learning about that. Still, same thing, studying like crazy, taking my taking what I've learned to a whole nother level in terms of like supplementation, how it affects your body. T- talking to different naturopathic doctors that came in and and just reading different books, learning things. So. Um, you know, filling that gap of of, of where I wanted to be, because then that's when I really got into I want to be a pro bodybuilder mm-hmm. um, around that around that era. So, learning, studying, doing what I can't, you know, meeting with uh, the top coaches. So, 
I think it deepened my passion a little bit more when I started working with my uh, coach, Ron, um, in Charleston. Uh, Ron definitely showed me a world of the transformative process that, you know, because I was already pretty fit. Yeah. I was already helping people. And so, you know, he, but he showed me that, hey, if you want to take it up to this level, take it to the next level, take it to this, this world right here. I mean, what you're doing is good to, to keep you right here. But if you want to be a pro bodybuilder, basically, this is what you're going to have to do. And the accountability of that, his motivation, yeah. him showing me different things, like that bridged the gap for me. Yeah. And that, that further deepened, that was that evolutionary process that I needed to say, man, coaches are important. Like what I did for people wasn't just showing them exercises. Mm-hmm. And it took what I did as, as my skill level. And I took some of the things that he taught me to apply it to, you know, my clients when I moved back here to uh, Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, now, now I want to touch on that. Um, yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because sure. I, I want to talk about your bodybuilding career, both okay. as a uh, as a competitor mm-hmm. and as a trainer slash coach mm-hmm. in that world. Um, so let's start with you as a competitor. Um, what was the experience like? Mm-hmm. Are you still going with it? Yep. Um, and, and, and all that, you know, just kind of elaborate on how, how that aspect is spanned out so uh you know i started with uh bodybuilding just uh you know as a at the, as that next step because i was a, a you know a pretty fit dude um but just looking to basically level up take it to the next step the next phase of my life and, and i'm like all right what, what what's going to give me that next phase what's going to give me that push and bodybuilding was it i mean it was it was definitely um a challenge and and that's what i was looking for i was looking for a, a challenge in a new direction um, to to continue to to continue to to mold and shape my body, uh, so I got into the whole competing world. It, it was totally new for me when I lived in Charleston. Um, you know, from a standpoint of the discipline, uh, waking up early in the morning, doing my cardio, then strength training at night. Um, it was definitely an investment of my time, energy, and effort. Uh, initially, over the years, I've 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 learned some tricks and things yeah. that 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 have str- that I can. I don't take I don't need as much time to prep before a show because I, I try to stay somewhat show ready um all year round. But <clears throat> I say somewhat show ready, but uh one of my off seasons I got I got up to like two seventy six. So Oh man. Yeah, yeah. And I'm five six and a half. So when you cut down, what where where were you? Uh when I well, I cut down, so my dad died around that time, so I cut down to like uh two ten. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, dad, grandfather, he was my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a dad around that time. So it was a little stressful for me, but um, a cut down, uh, you know, uh, got got on stage, placed place third, kind of got got excited about the rush of it all, I think. Um, you know, it's crazy to say this, but I, I just felt like the stage was my home. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, man, this is like, I want to do this. So. Oh, I get it. So, you know, <laughs> when I, aspect, yeah, I, get it. I, you know, I was on, I, I, it felt good to show off your hard work and, and you know, um, even getting the, getting the feedback from the judges and, and working on different things to, to hone it in even further. So, uh, did my first show and realized, like, I realized for myself that after that, you know, I competed in what's called the NPC. Um, I was on stage with, or, you know, in the NPC, it's an open competition. You're on stage with any and everybody. So uh, part of the whole bodybuilding world is supplementation. Unfortunately, some of it is steroids. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that everybody on stage is on steroids. I, you know, I wasn't. I'm a nat- nat- lifetime natural athlete, and that presented a challenge with me um, that I was confronted with with my, my coach and several other 
um, high level people, you know, <laughs> that hosted the show and things that, hey, you could take your game to the next level if you do did this. Right. And I just didn't want to stand for that. Like mm-hmm. that, that's just not. Um, that's just not my thing. I'm not against anybody that uses steroids. Yeah. Like it's, it's a part of our world. Like people do it all the time. Mm-hmm. You hear about different athletes, you know, blood doping and all this other stuff. So I, I don't hold it against anybody. I like to just take my natural ability and do as much as I can with my natural ability. Yeah. Um, of course there's always another level, like how deeply, uh, of course that goes to how deeply you are. You committed, <laughs> you know, to this thing. Cause that's part of that, that it can be, doesn't have to be. Um, you know, I just make the choice not to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just the platform that I stand on. And I'm not against anybody that does. Like, yeah. I was never against anybody that does. But So I jumped into natural competitions. Okay. Um, I became a pro bodybuilder as a natural natural athlete. Um, that was, you know, you do a polygraph, drug test, um, that, just to make sure that you're good. And you, get, you hop on stage. And uh, with other pro guys, it's funny because there's no height, no height. There's no weight classes. Right. Like you're all just pro. Oh, man. Um, so I'm on stage with guys that are 6'6". Six, six, yeah, I was about to say, like, 5'6". Like, so. you should be... A bodybuilder, you in the NBA right now. It's <laughs> funny because I, I, the last show I did, I was on stage with... Um, no, not the last show, but the show before my last show. I was on stage with a, with a guy that was, like, 6'6", six, six, and his elbows were, like, on top of my head. That's crazy. We did our front double biceps, so... Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I pressed pause on that for a while because I opened a fitness facility, Faith, mm-hmm. Fit, Faith Fitness. Which so. is where you started, Working I became with, a client of yeah, yours. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Faith Fitness was um, kind of a passion of mine when it was a baby because I wanted to grow it into uh, this thing. Uh, but God had other plans for me, which is which is fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I started I started the gym uh, in hopes to have this... this uh, this thing where people can feel something, a different uh, kind of culture within the gym. Uh, you know, it, it was called Faith Fitness. So the idea is is, is to just have faith in the process, yeah. you know, faith in the pro- trust the process. So, um, and, and uh, try to cultivate this baby, <laughs> which, you know, took a lot of, lot of my time, a lot of energy, a lot of effort. So I pressed pause on the whole bodybuilding thing uh, because owning a business with multiple programs running, all around York County, because that's when we started doing boot camps at oh, other yeah. gyms. Yeah. Um, you know, I was the person that set up the boot camps at other other gyms too. Okay, it was my boot camp, but I had other trainers run it for me at their facility. Gotcha. So I didn't have to like pay the overhead of owning the facility. Right. It was just like, hey, we just got our program there. Uh, so did did that, and uh, it was just I was doing a lot. Like I, I just had a lot of moving parts, so it just took me. Um, scaling back and just saying, I'm just going to close up shop and uh, hit the reset button. And, uh, you know, a couple years after closing that, closing that down, which, you know, I, it was a baby of mine, but it's like one door closes, another door opens up. Yeah. You know, it opens up new opportunities. So now I'm, I'm uh, working only personally with a few folks. Got a, a pretty good online presence now where I'm working with people from all over the world. Okay. And I'm, you know, now back into bodybuilding. Um, which is which is fun for me because it, it's a driver. It pushes me. I have to wake up at three two thirty in the morning, three a.m. Do my cardio, mm-hmm. uh, then get on my e- the email train to to connect with all my clients from all over the world, just to make sure that they have everything that they need uh, within their program. And and um, yeah, uh, doing podcasts like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's so funny because uh, I'm listening to you while you talk, and you know, you you talked about that, you know making the decision to close up shop and, 
you know, how you feel like it was just one door. I had that same feeling when I had my uh, first run in my production studio, uh-huh. you know, and it's like this thing you work for all your life when you finally get there and then it doesn't pan out. You know, my circumstances was the building got sold and I had to make a decision to, you know, more overhead or just freelance or whatever. And mm-hmm. that's the decision I ended up going. But, you know, you reflect on things like that and you're, Sometimes ask yourself why. Yeah, but you, you know, have to ask why. You yeah, have to ask why because that's that's the only way you're going to be able to progress and know. But as long as you don't dwell in it like it's a negative, to know it happened for a positive and it's yeah. another outcome. Happened for me, not to me. Right. So exactly, everything happens for you, yeah. not to you. How is this supposed to be for me? Like, how did closing my gym, you know, add to me being a better husband, better father, mm-hmm. better coach, better friend? How is that adding to that like or what is that there to teach me yeah what is that there the, what, what is that thing there to teach me because even you know other people might look at that as being something bad but it has to be good mm-hmm. all things work for the good you know all things if all things work for the good like how is losing a business yeah working for the good yeah. how is that good you know and it takes sometimes sitting in the in the quietness the stillness of how is this working for the good like you have to ask yourself because it, it's got to work for the good. It has to. Yeah. Even as tragic as it may seem, like, I mean, I've talked to people that have gone through some really tragic events, and it's like, how does that work for the good? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and a lot you, of times, you lose loved ones. How is this working for the good? Yeah. And a lot of times in business, you know, uh, uh, sometimes the the good is to is the reminder of once you get into that driver's seat, you know that dream that you thought you always had or that that specific aspect of that dream wasn't what you thought it was, was yep. going to be. You yeah. know, it affects your family life. It, it affects, affects your quality yeah, of life. Yeah. And when it gets to that point, then you evaluate if it's if it's worth it, you know. But going going back to the studio side, I'm like, hey, now I have I can sit in my kitchen and record a podcast yeah. because I've acquired all those assets to and the knowledge yeah. to do it. You in your case, you develop so much as a businessman mm-hmm. to where now you just evolve into. I'm a this, brand. Your brand, I, yeah. I, it's crazy. I, I am. I am fit in it. Like every everywhere, everything I do, I I am fit in it. And you're not held captive to that thing. Like you're not. You're not. I've I've met so many business owners that they're in that their their uh, their business is holding them captive. Mm-hmm. They're they're in jail to their business. Yeah. I'm not. I get to like hang out with my family. I I value, uh, you know, I value several things. Being a a a, a provider. Mm-hmm. Number one. Of course, provider, priest, and protector. Yeah. Those are the things that I value. Um, so in terms of being a provider, you know, to my family and to the people that I, that I serve on mm-hmm. a daily basis, am I giving all that I have to LeVar on this podcast? That's my that's my providing. Yeah. It might not it might not always be financial, but it's like giving. Like how am I giving today? But providing from the sense of how my how how my family views me as, you know, dad provided us for us financially, emotionally, physically. So that might be time. You know, it, it, it might be times where I, I don't necessarily see my kids that much all week. Mm-hmm. But they but they know I'm I'm out providing financially. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it might be one week where daddy's a little bit slower at work. So I might see you guys more and provide more emotionally. So am I a priest? Am I a good steward of 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 filling myself with enough goodness so that I can pour it out into my family, into other people? You know, being a protector. Am I protecting my family? You know, yeah. am, am I prote- protecting my family from 
what what whatever the case may be. So God's called us to be priests, providers, protector. Yeah, as men, I like that. As men, like you know, I, I I love to bond with other good dudes. You know, that's why I love talking to you, just yeah. because like you know, it's that's what it's about. Well, I mean, see, and, and, you know, in, in hindsight, you know, not not to sound selfish with it, I think. Had had it not been for you having your gym, I don't. I, you having your gym and me walking in the doors as a client, you know, that cultivated our relationship. Like mm-hmm. we we mm-hmm. we knew of each other, we would see each other in passing, but the mm-hmm. brotherhood really grew from there. There, and I look at things like that. Like that could that one little piece yep. could have been the reason why you had. Your had the gym. gym. That's you know, it. That could have been yeah. it. You know yeah. what I mean? And, it's and like, I'm good with that. Yeah. I'm likewise. good with that. Yeah. 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 So it's like, I, 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 at the time, I felt like I lost so much mm-hmm. because I, I looked at the monetary aspect of, of things. Yeah. I could only see, I couldn't see down the road. Mm-hmm. I could only see what was in front of me. And, you know, knowing what I know now, I probably would have walked the process a little different. Yeah. Um, but that's the hindsight thing. So if I walk through it again, if I have to evolve and change again, and I have the, I have the, I go into it with the perspective of all things work for the good. I didn't view it like that back then. Mm-hmm. I, I viewed it as like, oh my gosh, my life is in shambles. Yeah. And it took, and it took me a while to pick my head up. It took me a long time to pick my head up. So too many people are like, you know, like the, like the ostrich, they stick their head in the sand and they, they stay there. Stay there. Yep. They stay there and don't, they don't pick their head up. There's so much good and, and. And I, so that's where, so that's where self doubt, you know, is ruler over you at that point. You know, like self doubt, depression, all that stuff keeps you away from achieving your best self, your mm-hmm. best life, your best, your greatest potential. Because self doubt tells you, sells you on the story of look at what you did. You lost the business. Mm-hmm. You can't do anything else. Yeah, you suck. You know, so. If I were to stay in that, I won't. I I wouldn't have, and I won't won't. I uh, wouldn't be doing my podcast. I wouldn't be help tra- helping to transform and change lives every single day. Like if I stayed stuck in that place and just continued to 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 just play that story over and over again of, oh, I lost a business. I suck. Like b- business for me sucks. Like most business people, you know, they have to lose so much before they can win. Yeah. Yeah, and that, and that's, that's what, <laughs> I mean, you, if you look at that with any any measure of success, whether it be business, mm-hmm. athletics, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, entertainment, yeah. you know, you you hear the, and I think that's the, probably the part that's not preached enough. Not preached it's enough. Not, the failures aren't talked about enough mm-hmm. because they just see it like, you know, on the outside looking in, you just see this successful person. Yeah. That just happened to blow up. Oh yeah, and it's like, <laughs> no. What, what's the quote from you know? No paraphrasing, but the quote from Mike, uh, Michael Jordan, where he talks about he missed more shots than he made, but, but nobody saw the miss. Nobody shot. sees the miss shots. Nobody see him like up at, up late at night shooting them one thousand shots. Yeah, not just shooting them, trying to make one thousand. Yeah, shots. in fact, this to... was a guy who didn't even make his first tryout as an yeah. athlete. You know, you know, that's motivating to me. You know, because it's like if Michael Jordan failed. On the level where somebody once told, imagine how that coach feels. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. And and it's like, I was recently watching a, a Ed Sheeran. I, I just got really obsessed with like his story for mm-hmm. for just a quick moment, and because I'm like, where did this kid come from? Yeah. But in his story, he's like, I, I've always been here. Just going on YouTube, but <laughs> he's like, I sucked so bad in the beginning that I wasn't even on anybody's radar. Wow. Like his voice and everything, he didn't know music. Like start, but started early on because he's a young guy. 
He's in his twenties, right? He's uh, yeah, I think I think mid 20s, mid twenty six maybe. Yeah, 20, mid to late twenties. Yeah. Okay, so so he's a young kid with a lot of success right now. So a lot of people just see his success, and that was the same thing with me. I just saw his success. I'm like, where did this kid come from? Like he's from like England or something like mm-hmm. that. <laughs> you know, like Harry Potter's little yeah, cousin. Yeah, like, like where does he come from? <laughs> so looking at YouTube and checking his story, he sucks so bad. He was like, man, those first shows I did sucked. People just booed me and all this. If you go back to all that, but it's the 10,000-hour theory. He's like, I just didn't give up. Yeah. I just invested a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of effort that people don't see on the on the, on the the that side of things. They just see, look, Ed Sheeran singing, doing songs with Beyonce. Yeah. You know, Ed Sheeran, he's selling out, like, all these uh, major, you know, uh, arenas, arenas and, and yeah. stuff. I, I, that's all I see. Yeah, you know, and, and that's crazy because it, with, with that comes a certain amount of confidence, belief, but passion. Like mm-hmm. I talked about on your podcast, a, a certain amount of passion for something to say, you know, because think about how many people will crumble up getting booed for the first time. Like, like I guess I suck at this. Yeah. Let me just quit this. Yeah, you know, because it's terrifying when you're in front of people. Yeah. And if you fumble up on a, one word, you know, mm-hmm. that can be terrifying. It's so, like, that's like doing your first workout, and you've seen this before. Somebody doing their first workout and throwing up. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm a failure. I suck. I knew I suck. That's like, because that's the tape they've been playing in yep. their minds. So to do your first workout, then, then go to the bathroom and throw up, some people just give up right there. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'll always be fat. Because yeah. that's the song that you're singing every single day. You're like, you're telling yourself you're fat. You go to the gym, you throw up. You, you're, you're basically, your body doesn't know anything else because it hadn't experienced, you know, getting fit, getting yeah. in shape. So once you start walking that path, it takes a couple failures mm-hmm. going to the gym. You know, you you might throw up the first day. You might ha- halfway pass out the next day. Yeah. But you didn't throw up. Yep. You know, you come in the day after that. Okay, I'm doing a little bit better. Oh, I'm doing a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? So same thing in business. It takes a couple of those failures. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I plan to do podcasts every single day. I just wanted to be like awesome, Michael. I, I, I plan to be like Michael Jordan. The reason why I went to an everyday format is to shoot the shot. I just wanted uh, 1,000 shots. I just want to shoot as many shots, provide as much value so I, I hone my craft so that when when people say, where did this Fit Emmett come from with this great podcast? Oh, I've been here. It's there, yeah. I'm on, I'm on episode number 1,000. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be here. Like, I just got to, just let me keep shooting a shot. Like, I'm going to just keep shooting a shot. I like that. I like that. You know that. what I'm that, saying? So that's, that's <laughs> I, I want to ask you this specifically yeah, yeah. in two ways. Because sure. um, you have an abundance of knowledge for... In, in, in a lot of different aspects. So first, I want to say, business-wise, what tips would you give, if you could give one tip to an aspiring coach, mm-hmm. trainer, mm-hmm. I mean, shoot, even if you want to say online coach, yep. podcaster, sure. whatever, what would be one key tip? And then also for the person that's looking to get in shape, transform mm-hmm. their life, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. would be the one tip that you would give uh, it's so cliche but uh, you know i I'd never give up mm-hmm. never give up failures are going to come yeah. challenges are going to come you know that client that said that they were all in they lie to you and say that they, that they they're they're not like that happens to me now like people are like oh i'm all in on this program and they're like crickets they go they go ghosts for some reason you know that and you're relying on on that and you're thinking that well, you know you know or those months where you know the clients were expected to pay they don't pay and then your mortgage comes and you're like okay most people might like I I use that as fuel. Like there's gonna be times where it gets challenging, but when you succeed, you have to draw from those times when it sucked. 
Yeah. Like I need those times when it sucked because it's going to make me appreciate when when things really fire off or if, if it evolves and it fires off in, in another direction, just know that you might need that failure to, to draw from that to pull into the future. Mm-hmm. I needed to learn business when I owned the gym to do what I'm doing now. Yeah. Like, so it wasn't a failure. It, it's just a step. Like, I got I to gotta close that. I got to pivot from that. So never give up because you, you pivot from certain things in order to, to pull from it into another aspect of life. Like, because like because there's gonna be times where it sucks. It's go, it's just like anything. It's like a hard workout. Resistance will come. Like every every day, I'm fighting every day for myself. I know I'm fighting myself. It's me against me. I gotta wake up and say, Emmett, how am I gonna help someone else today? I gotta step outside of me and say, how am I gonna give to someone else? How am I gonna provide today to others in such a great way um, that it, it's it fuels the my legacy of just being a giver of being a provider. Because that steps me outside of me, so I don't see, you know, if things as a failure necessarily. Like, I see it as, okay, well, that wasn't necessary, or I didn't need that, or, you know, or how's, like I said, how's this working for the good, but yeah. never give up. I mean, it's times where you're going to cry. Yeah. Legit. I'm a grown man. I've cried. Yeah. Like, it, it, you know, I've cried because I'm like, God, is this what you want me to do? Like, is this how you want me to, like, affect the world? Like, it. If not, then like, like show me something. And guess what? With by me sticking that out, even crying, even even trusting in the process so hard and being let down, like right after that is like sunshine. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa, where did that come from? You know, it's funny because a big part holding of holding on, like just holding on to to where the, like there's nothing left. Yeah. Even the doubt in my wife's eyes, she's like, I don't even know. Like, is this is this what you need to be doing? Like the doubt from that is is piercing for a man. Yeah, and, like, and a big that's part of that. Piercing. It's funny. It's because we, you know, and this is something that I'm I've learned and I've, I'm still learning. But it's like at a point where I'm seeing it. Yep. When you let when you when you let go of the steering wheel. When, yeah. As soon as you ask for that, you let go of that steering wheel mm-hmm. and you try not to take control. Yep. That's when it, also when it ends up. Just happening. No, we're it's never in like control. we try to control the process, and then that's when we end up. <laughs> Seeing some of the biggest failures, yeah, because you know, it's like, oh, it's not really up to us. Because you, you trying know? to own it, you exactly. trying to own it, exactly. You trying to own it, own own it all. Like when you realize that for for me, and I, I mean, I don't want to get overly spiritual, but I go, um, you know, I, I don't want to get overly spiritual, but you know, throughout throughout life and throughout the processes of losing businesses and stuff, I I, I realize that there's a greater plan. You know, there's a greater plan, a greater purpose. And when I when I stay focused on the fact that there is a greater plan and there is a greater purpose, like from the beginning of time, we all have been knitted with great process, a uh, purpose. I mean, and it just takes the process sometimes to pull that purpose out. But uh, the process is is, is just holding on, mm-hmm. you know, not not necessarily holding on to what we can do. Uh, you know, we acquire the skills, the knowledge. There's some action, of course, that has to take place, but there's also something greater going on, like. There's even when when the clients don't don't pay, don't show up um, or or, um, you know, the business deal doesn't go through always still within that. There's a plan. There's a purpose. And sometimes the purpose that that's been knitted in you is far greater than what you thought was going to happen at that time. Like, let's say the client wanted to sign up for, you know, a five thousand dollar package and you were you were banking on that package. They didn't sign up. But like. Two months after that, three new clients came on for that same for that same five thousand dollar package. But you needed to let go of yourself. 
like ego, like your ego and saying, hey, I'm the man. I pulled in that one client for 5000 mm-hmm. and that didn't work out. So part of that waiting is like you pulling away from the ego side yeah. of you, edging God out. Yeah. You're edging God out at that point. So when you think it's just all, all me and look at me and look at my accolades and look at what I can do. But that time period, you have to release yourself from that because if – if your happiness is dependent on that client signing up or you getting that promotion or getting that business deal or, or, or getting your body a certain way, if your happiness is just based on that, that's just stuff that can come and go. Like yeah. that's just temporal. Like it, it, your, your happiness has to be rooted in something way deeper. And for me, um, you know, I, 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 I center myself each day just by journaling and saying, what's my biggest give for the day? Because if I if I pull myself outside of me, I can I don't, my ego doesn't have a, an opportunity to get involved. Because mm. we're all human, our ego is going to get involved. Like Lavar, if you're doing good, you pull in a lot of uh, clients. Guess what? You start like, hmm, I am kind of good at this yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Right? Start feeling yourself thinking it's you doing it. I, I am kind of good at this thing. Yeah. No, there's a purpose. Yeah, there's a purpose and there's a plan, and it, that purpose has been knitted in you before time even started. So even if you get all those clients, and let's say shop closes down. Right? Shop closes down. You don't have them clients anymore. Right? And you think, man, I had all these clients. Man, this happened. That happened. Even within that, you, you may have just met, like, that, that handful of clients that will pull you into the next phase of life. Just like I, my gym closed down, but I still, we still have connections. Yeah. Like, I needed to the, the have that gym to meet you. Absolutely. And then, you know, since then, we've recorded tracks together. Yeah, and, man. And, and all that. Speaking of, yeah, man, man. you're hooking me up with segues today. I like that. Segways, all day. Let's go into a fun segment. Sure. Um, put on my DJ hat. I have a segment called <laughs> What's in Your Headphones. Oh my gosh. Um, you're make so me go basically, to right basically now. what this is, is when you're in the gym, getting yep. yourself pumped up for your workouts. Yeah, man. What kind of music, artists, genres, whatever, what oh kind of music gosh. do you usually like to get you going? This is crazy. Um so I, I'm uh, totally across the board, like all across the board with my musical taste. Uh, I go anywhere from uh, EDM, okay, electronic dance music. That's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, not quite, but more dubstep, mm-hmm. more on the dubstep side of that whole world. Um, just with with some hard hitting beats, yep, but the drops. like yeah, yeah, yep, with the drops. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> have the drops, in there, man. Um, so that that's my you know dubstep EDM kind of. Uh, music when when I don't want to hear words. Sometimes I, sometimes I want to I want to play my own mantra, like have my own positive positivity flowing in my mind. So I don't want to hear words from an artist. Mm-hmm. I just want to hear my voice, my positive voice of Emmett. Come on, you can do this. You can do this because I say that to myself sometimes when I'm working out. Uh, you've got to be your biggest um, motivator. Uh, sometimes you got to be you got like you got to be your biggest preacher. <laughs> yeah. You got to preach your, whatever words you preach to yourself. That's that's what you become. So I'm like. You can do this. Come on, you're strong. You're strong enough. So I, I have that dubstep playing, so I can repeat those words. Okay. But you know, I've got anything from, uh, oh my gosh, got Jay Z in here, of course. Uh, I've got DMX. I got um, Rob Bailey. I got um, Jeezy. Um, nice. Oh my gosh, on the rap side of things, but it, it's like it's like I have a dark side. It, it, it's funny. It just depends on the feeling. Yeah. Like where I'm, what am I coming in the gym with today? What do I what do I want to achieve in the gym today? Do I just want to wreck shop? Yeah. Because if I want to wreck shop, I might go hardcore rap. All in, yeah. I might go Definitely hardcore. Definitely DMX. <laughs> yeah. And this this artist called NF. 
Oh yeah, um, he's like uh, he's like uh, Eminem, mm-hmm. but he's got this one track with Toby Mac. Toby okay. Mac's a uh, gospel uh, Christian rap artist, and uh, so all his stuff is more on the positive side mm-hmm. typically. Uh, but NF is offers more of a dark side. You know, NF had some challenges in his life growing up, so it, it, his rap is a little bit more dark. Yeah. So that and Toby Mac kind of gives me a good balance because Toby Mac's kind of like what's the name know, of that track? Uh, Till the day I die, I think. Okay. Uh, till the day I die. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Toby Mac. Check that out. Toby Mac and uh, and NF like yeah. that's because NF is just all hard. Like he's just dark and like if you're in that dark place, you know he's rapping to that person that that you know and he he has a positive message behind it because he's he's trying to pull people from that dark place. Yeah. Uh, but he tries to capture people that are there at that dark place, and um, which, you know, it, music rules our life, man. Like I've got Little Wayne in here. I got John Denver, man. Oh, nice. Working West Virginia, hey. like country music, yeah. dude. Like I got all kinds of stuff in my in my iTunes. Um, I've got meditation tracks in here too. I'm big. I'm big on meditation, quiet in the mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but for for my for my music, I'm definitely just. Kind of whatever vibe I go into the gym with, um, you know, I, I try to just be cognizant of what's going on around me too. Um, if if it's an opportunity to talk to somebody, to mm-hmm. pour into somebody's life, you know, then then I might not do as much music. Yeah. I might just be like, okay, let me just go through my flow. Um, when I do legs, I can't. Yeah, or I can. I, I tell my kids not, not to say the word "can't." It's got to be. It's, that's not a word that we say in our house. I can uh, work work legs without music, but nah, I gotta. It's gotta be hard. Yeah, like, it's gotta be some old Lincoln Park. Oh or yeah, like I got that. I'm old school. Ready? I, I I say old school. Like 2000 is old school now. Especially today. I mean, shoot, <laughs> last month was old school. Considering the way music is running moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. You, you do the uh, what's the, I don't know new dances, man. I am so out of touch with yeah with the uh, new current music. See, so that, that's one thing that's good with the DJ world. I still I, ha- I have to stay <laughs> have to be up on top of it. Yeah, yeah. All right, brother. So tell yeah. everybody where they can can find you. Okay. Um, tell them about the podcast. Tell them IG, all that good stuff. Yeah, man. Uh, if you wanna if you wanna DM me, um, I'm all always looking to answer any questions, uh, provide any feedback uh, to you and your program. If you're going through a program right now and you want some uh, help or or need a little assistance with anything, uh, you know, I, I do the best that I can with what I got. So, um, you know, if you if you want to hit me up on IG, it's Fit Emmett. It's uh, F-I-T, Fit, the word Fit. Um, and then uh, Emmett is my name, E-M-M-E-T-T. So E-double-M-E-double-T. Um, I used to rap back in the day, so that was like, uh, that was like the line, E-double-M-E-double-T. Uh. I had to go into those archives to find those freestyles. <laughs> yeah, archives like 1996 <laughs> over here. Cool. <laughs> and, of course, I will link everything uh, into the uh, description and the show notes. And, uh, brother, once again, man, I appreciate you. Every, every time we get together, it's great conversation. So yeah, we man. might have to end up yeah, doing man. a part two one day. You know, yeah, I man. think they'd love to have you back on, man. But uh, <laughs> thank you all for tuning in. Till next time. Peace. <laughs>